Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Doc and Son podcast, which is hosted by my dad, Dr. Joaquin Barber, aka the Doc, and me, his son, Santiago Barber. Thanks for tuning in. That little sweet and low down ditty that you just heard was Body and Soul by Jazz R&B legend, or should I say, you know, just Jazz, Coleman Hawkins. And uh, he happens to be a favorite, of, a favorite of one of my uh, known friends, uh, close peers, who is right next to me. Would you care to say hello? Hello. And who may you be? Hi, I am one of those close friends. Yeah, that's Derek. This is Derek Dyer that you're listening to. That's me, Derek Dyer. How are you, Derek Dyer? I'm doing, doing okay, pretty well. I, I loved. I was pretty disappointed that you cut off the Coleman Hawkins. I thought we were gonna let it ride. Apparently not. <laughs> I know. You made it obvious when you stopped it. <laughs> well, they gotta hear us talk. It's not just all about uh, like breezy listening. That's true. People love to hear other people talk. We're in that era, are we? Yes, we are. Okay. I mean, it's all about podcasting now. It is. Howard Stern is the only thing that makes terrestrial radio, or wait a minute, is Sirius XM, that's, that's not terrestrial, is it? It can be, I guess, the way you look at it. I know he's very extreme and erratic. Yes, he is. He's been doing it for 46 years. 46 years. He's still going on. His contract re- gets renewed all the time, and he gets super fatter. I mean, in money, that is. And, uh, Do you think he's the number one? Well, he's got to be. He's heard all over the world. He is, but I think there's someone that's edging him. Joe Rogan? Yeah, I think he might be the new number one. Do you think? Of course, he's the new number one. All right, he's the new number. He's one. listened to everywhere, mm-hmm. and that's what you and you and I, we were originally gonna do that. Yes. This podcast, Docking Son, was actually my idea that I wanted to do with Derek. Yes. And we were going to call it DNS. DNS. I remember that. What is Derek that and... Si- oh, that's da- what it's Derek. Or like a DS man. Or DS <laughs> man. That was like last year. It was a few months ago. Yes, it was. And we were struggling at first. Yeah, we were struggling. Like everything in life. But you just have to run through the wall. We hit a wall. That you was... hit a wall, you push through it. Yes, but this That's wall that we hit was out of titanium, right? It was it wasn't a wooden wall. It wasn't a no, it wasn't brick wall. It was a titanium wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted to originally talk about uh, for the first episode, we were gonna talk about um, what were we gonna talk about? I thought you just wanted to talk. <laughs> Well, yeah, that too. But I just wanted to know. I just wanted to tell him that this was actually your our idea. Okay. We, we, yeah, we, it is our idea. It to was talk. our idea, and the first episode of this of our podcast, DS DNS whatever, was supposed to be talking about uh, famous people, like uh, people in the music business. Yes. And uh, legal problems or like controversies, legal troubles that they've been through and how can it affect their image. Yes. And among those people were Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. which you know, you know you've saw, you've seen Leaving Neverland, I presume. Yes, I have. There was uh, R. Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, find, Surviving R. Kelly, 
Uh, let's see, Elvis, because mm -hmm. he married a 14-year-old girl. Uh, yep. Jerry Lee Lewis married his 13-year-old cousin. Uh, Mick Jagger, or no, David Bowie had like a threesome in a hotel room or like a, with a, like a teenage girls. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Page, John Bonham, or whoever of the Led Zeppelin brought along a girl in the... And they uh, did it in uh, whichever hotel it was on the Sunset Strip. What was it called? I don't know, but what I do remember is that the girl was like 13 years old. Uh, yeah. Yuck. And I think uh, Chuck Berry, Chuck Berry, a lot of legal troubles. Yes, because he kidnapped one of Smuggling a, like a 14 or 17 year old girl oh, to the border, and he yes. got three years in prison for that and affected his career. Yes, it did. His image. What else? I know, great memories, right? Wow. Yeah, great Ooh. memories. I haven't thought about that stuff in a long time. I know. I, I put that away. I buried that because I thought it was never going to happen. Wow. Look what it did. Yeah. Well, actually, it did happen. During this time of crisis, the pandemic, me and my dad, we started this. And we are 19, 18, this is now 19 episodes in. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think we'd make it this far. That's pretty impressive. One nine. And you are guest number three. Guest number three. Yeah, and now I just wanted to, like, we got that out of the way. I just, like, let's talk about you for a moment. Me? Yeah. I don't want to talk about me. Why not? Because I don't like talking about me. Why don't you want to talk about you? I like talking about other things, other people, not me. I don't like, like talking about me. Well, I just want to know, like, I just thought people should know who you are. I am a citizen of America. <laughs> and you're also a behavioral analyst. Yes, I am that, too. And how long have you been a behavioral analyst for? For some time. For some time. And uh, as a behavioral analyst, analyst, like, uh, what do you usually do? I eat, sleep, take showers. Right. <laughs> 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 Work with uh, children with disabilities. Yes, like... I do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what you get into. That's what you get into. Get that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yes, I do work with the the demographic I work with are kids with kids to adults with disabilities. Ages yes. like what? They range from as young as three to as old as twenty six, twenty seven. Hmm. I didn't think it would go up to that. Yeah. Age. Uh, where are you working? Me? You work like not like a daycare center, but like a, a clinic slash. And I work at schools and outreach. At Tropical homes. Park. Not Tropical Park. That sounds very lovely. I would love to work at Tropical Park. <laughs> oh, I thought that's. Wait. Uh, then where was that? That place that I saw you. Oh, you're talking about that park? No, that was a summer program. That was like like a summer camp. Oh, a summer. Sunnyland camp. Park. Sunnyland Park. Yeah, that's... I was no, I was helping, I was helping um a fellow comrade with his summer camp. Yeah, summer twenty nineteen. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you remember? Yeah, it was nineteen. Yeah, it was exactly two years ago. Yeah, it was. Oh my gosh. Yeah, camp was going on now. Yeah. Wow. And you were in summer school. No. Yes, I, you were. I was taking the summer course at Miami Day. Yes. Yeah, so Computer were... program. Yeah. So you had summer. No, and also you also had. Professor Lisa, because I used to leave the camp oh, yeah. and go there. Yeah, I remember. And that's another thing. He has been with me since I started college. 
Great times. And uh, first, I remember when he met when we met. It was January fourteenth of twenty nineteen. And uh, first time I met you, you and I, we were sitting on my couch and we were talking about what were we talking? No, about? no. First time I met you was at Starbucks. Well, we went to Starbucks with my dad. I met you at Starbucks. No, you didn't. You came to my house. Are you sure? Yes, I remember that. I came to your house first and then went to Starbucks. I think I went to Starbucks first, then I went to your house. No, no, no. You came to my house first and then we went to Starbucks. No, I think I went to Starbucks first and then went to your house. No, no, no. You came to my house first and then on the, on the ride, I wrapped some of Eminem's uh, song No, we from... went to Starbucks then went to your house afterwards. From... What? No. Where's the... your dad? We need the doc. The doc will be able to validate who's right. What, you want me to call him up now? I'll call him now. All right. But if he doesn't answer everybody, all right. Then we have a stalemate. Then it's, it's the one. All right. You're hearing, you're hearing it right now. Hello, Saki. Uh, hey, Doc. Guess who's here? Hey, Doc. Hey, how are you guys? I'm doing great. We need you to settle something. But I'm guessing you're at work right now, right? Yeah. Oh. This won't take but a minute. We'll let you get back to work after this. You remember the first time we met Derek? J January 14th, 2019? Yes, in Miami State, right? No, he came to the house, right? No, Starbucks. What we, we ended up in Starbucks. We ended up in Starbucks. Oh, so I came to the house first? Or we were at Starbucks first? Oh, you guys are trusting my memory? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, alright, so that means, then Santi's right, that means I met you guys at the house first, and then we went to Starbucks. Yes, you did. Probably. Okay. Alright, one for Santi. Well, thank okay. you, Doc. This, you're welcome. Uh, just let you know, you're on the air. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good to know. You'll sound good. <laughs> we should have told you that beforehand, huh? <laughs> Well, this is, well, I can show you there are no f bombs, f bombs, m f bombs, p bombs, c bombs. Uh, yeah, bye, doc. See you, see you, doc. Bye, bye. Yeah, that was the doc who you heard for like ninety seconds. All right, so I would like to um, apologize to the audience out there. Um, Mr. What? Derek Dyer was wrong. Um, I guess you know, you know, sometimes you win, some sometimes you lose. You know, and you just have to be a man about it. You know, and I'm a man up, and I'm gonna say, Santi, you were right. Of course I was, because I remember, I have a, like, a uh, photograph, not photographic. Where's but... the sportsmanship? Of course he's right. Well, you know, Derek will carry on and say, you know what, Santi, I congratulate you on your victory. I, I have Asperger's syndrome, so I'm able to remember some certain <laughs> details from events from long ago. Okay, so yes, Asperger's. See, that's the thing that um, we should reveal to the audience that, yeah, they I have Asperger's so, syndrome. Yeah, Santi does, and he does have these supernatural powers that he's able to remember everything word for word or pick by pick or dialogue by dialogue. Well, they're not supernatural. Scene or he has these powers. It's like you have to be careful around him. Because are, if you say something or do something, he's not going to forget it. <laughs> he's going to bring it up. <laughs> what would I not forget? What would I bring up? I don't know. Like, like this one you said the first time we met. Uh, let's see. When you started coming to my classes, yes. Uh, at first, uh, how was it like? When the first time I went to your classes? Yeah. Um, it remind it was nostalgic. It, it reminded me of me when I was in school. 
How are you in school? Uh, I don't think it's about me now. So let's talk about you. Uh, no, it's not just about me. No, you're you're my guest. You're a guest, and I like to be considerate. All right, be considerate. Okay, so um, my life, my my college life was pretty fun. Because um, like I'll say, like I'll tell you something about Santi that I give him credit for is that Santi. I didn't realize that until like graduate school, but like it's always the the best place to sit in the classroom is in the front. People love to. S- People have said that, but they never emphasize that too much or enough because sitting in front of the class does help. Uh, wait, so because I was sitting in front all the time, I was able to... Uh, graph the knowledge better and you were more engaged. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing about learning is to be engaged. I, mean, I don't think I was engaged much. But you were engaged enough. Well, I wasn't engaged that much when I was taking editing. Yeah, see, now that's another thing. Like, um, when it's like, that's what school kind of teaches you. Like, there's there, there are going to be classes that you don't like, but you have to take. And you just have to push through. Like, we're talking about the wall, you know what I mean? Like, there's brick walls, there's wooden walls, there's concrete walls, it's titanium walls, you know? And you just have to push through. There's and a, you did push through. Well, yeah, I did. I was able to, like, uh, well, not really much because when I was taking film production as well, well, because I want to be a filmmaker. I want to be in the entertainment business so badly. The thing is, why would I was not that participant in production at all either. No, because you know what? I think the other thing, too, that you have to look at it, like you took the hardest classes in your first semester. How? Well, how that was another thing. Like usually you're supposed to gradually, like you start off with like low-level classes or you start off with like easier classes or like um, prerequisite classes and then you move on. Or the basic, the core classes, but you were taking because you were taking, you were in a certificate program, so you were straight head, face, and you should have taken other classes. Like for instance, if you would have t- taken screenwriting in the beginning, you would have been better off, right? Because you enjoy screenwriting, you enjoy history of film, you enjoy, you know, what I understand? If you would have taken those classes to get you used to the college life, those that semester would have been too tough on you. I took I took screenwriting uh, like the second in my second semester. Yes, and you enjoyed it. And I took history of film in my third semester. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other class of Professor Ubis? Right, that's his name. Professor Ubis, visual communication. That I was a tough fourth class. Semester, fourth semester, not enjoyable at all. But you were engaged though. I was. You sat in the front. You became the teacher's pet, right? You loved Professor. Here's a funny story. I always story. become the teacher's pet. Here's the funny reason. story. Here's what? the funny story. What funny story? Santi did not. Santi hated that class. I did. You didn't hate that class, visual. Oh yeah. He hated Professor Hubis, and then after the what the third week, Santi loved the class. Why? He didn't love it, but Santi was actually engaged. He will talk. He he will um study. He will do the work. Because we had to give a critique on a specific work of art. Yes. And I chose like a, a painting by Jackson Pollock. No, she did. And the way I describe it. Mm-hmm. But I was about to tell him how like what changed because you became because remember you didn't want to go to that class. You were very um adamant about that and then all of a sudden it was just a turning point. You just changed. You're like boom. Look, you know what? I love Professor Ubis. Blah blah blah. Class, you remember? Mm-hmm. The same thing happened with Professor Anderson. You always liked Professor, Professor Anderson Lisa from the Holly beginning. Anderson. When I first took her, it was in screenwriting one. But you've always liked that's it. That class. That's the only class I could tell you that you. The only professor that I could tell you that you've liked from the beginning. 
You've always liked it. That is very true. Yeah, you've always liked her. That one you've always liked. And uh, I reunited her. I saw her again recently in April. And uh, we met at Starbucks. Oh my gosh, she's retired now, right? Yeah. She's moving She's moving soon. She hasn't moved yet? Not yet. Still packing and stuff. How was it? It was great. Sat there, talked about, reminisced about the days when I was in her classes. <laughs> And uh, what she'd been doing with Panda, watching movies mostly. Okay, that's, that's what good. she is. Mostly the Golden Age of Hollywood, New Hollywood Wave. Even a few exceptions of some uh, shown on streaming services. Okay, that's great. And, and like we talked, yeah, reminisced. They talked about like old classic pictures, uh, guys who made, who were powerful back in the studio system. Okay. And uh, the actors and actresses. Who made it? Uh, who made it worth watching on screen? Okay, that's really good. And I enjoyed every second of it. Of course. I want to do it again sometime. Yeah, because you love Professor Anderson very much. That's your favorite. She is definitely. She will always be my favorite instructor. Yeah, and she'll be my favorite. She's my favorite too. Well, but you weren't actually a student in my class. In my classes. I know that's what makes her so special. Why? Because you got to, like, just sit in the back and, like... I wasn't in your class. Remember, I was only in your class with you in the first semester. And after the first semester, I wasn't really in your class. Now, what were we like in the first few uh, weeks or three months of... Uh... It was a battle. I remember it was a battle. <laughs> we were just, like, a, just like a client, uh, whatever. I don't, I, I don't think we ever really had a client to whatever relationship, but I remember it was a battle. Actually, we did because he did try to. You tried to fire me a couple of times. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> you tried to fire me a couple of times. And sometimes it worked. Sometimes it worked. <laughs> How did it work? It well, work. I, well, I hadn't seen you in three months until now. <laughs> Last time I saw you was on the one year anniversary of the pandemic. No, last time I was at your birthday. Okay. Yeah. So I that's remember. not three last months. Time was that's on, one month. Last time I saw you was at my birthday party. But the and last you didn't time fire we, me there. It was the only reason that last you Last time seen. we ever spoke. No, we spoke. We've been texting. It's just that we haven't spoken in person no, because... Recently. Now. But back then, three months ago... Oh, three months ago? Okay, yeah, we weren't. Okay. Because something happened. When yeah, the, whose fault was that? I, uh, I was at... We were at dinner. Be honest. We went to El Cayocho, a Mexican restaurant for yes, dinner. Go. And either mom or dad dropped a, a, a time bomb that uh, we were going to be moving to Mexico. Okay. Or Virginia. I don't remember where, but all I know is that I got really upset. Yes, you I did. didn't want to move. Yes. I was, then I became bitter and verbally aggressive. Like, But, then we t- but didn't your dad explain and your mom explain that it was a joke? So why would I had it a, continue to be? I didn't think it was a joke. But I took it seriously. Yeah, you know, you took it seriously. And, uh, well, anyway, I just got upset and uh, I took it out. I took out my anger on the people around me. And how did that make you feel? Well, I thought it was uh, I was getting it off my, ch- off my chest. Okay. But apparently, it was doing the opposite. I didn't know what I was doing to everybody else. Okay. Fair. And, uh, now I've come to realize that maybe dad was pulling my leg. Maybe? Or dad, your dad was actually pulling your leg? 
I, I couldn't tell at the time. Okay, you couldn't tell. Fair, you couldn't tell at the time. But then we explained to you after that we're all joking around. And yeah. you still was upset about it. Yes, I was. Oh, bro. I, I didn't believe you until now. I believe I, it's, it was all a joke. So it, only now is when you realized it? Yeah. yeah. Today? No, no, no. Yeah, like oh. a while ago. Okay, okay. Then I, re I realized it then. Mm. And now we are back to what we once were. Yes. I mean, well, it seems like now Derek and I, we are no longer client or uh, doctor or whatever. Basically. We never really had that. Were we? I don't. We weren't actually friends to begin with. Um. What do you mean? Like, I don't think. Like, to tell you the truth, I don't think we've ever really had a client to professional relationship. I don't think we had that. Well, that's what it was before. It was when? just business professional. When was it like that? The first few uh, weeks or months of college. Oh, the first few. The first semester you're talking about, or the first half of the semester? The first half of the semester. Yeah. No. All right. I can see what you're saying because the first half of the semester you try to fire me. So that's what. What. what Comprise the, the business relationship. That's why manifested the business relationship. Because you did try to fire me a couple of times. I wish you could relive those moments. You want to relive those moments? That you try to fire me yes. a couple of times? Yes. Very much. It was such a blast. It was a blast. I remember, I remember one of the times he tried to fire me because the kids in this class would talk to me. You remember that? <laughs> he tried to fire me over that. <laughs> What was another time well, that's because to... you can talk better than me you can communicate with people no that's not true that's not true the thing was is that i let them talk that's what you think i talk better than you because i didn't i had to think that i wasn't i didn't care what they like i don't mean to sound mean but i really didn't care what they said i just listened and i was like yeah okay and then i'll say something that's it so that's what you thought i could talk better because when you spoke you always wanted to carry the conversation sometimes people th the best talker is someone who actually listens so that was the difference. Like, I just listened. They always said stuff, and I was like, da, 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 da. Because Santi loves to tell everybody what I do. <laughs> well, Everywhere we go, Santi will always tell people, oh, he's a behavior analyst. And people are like, oh, my gosh, well, he's a behavior analyst. It's da, true, da, 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 da. is it da, da, da. not? Yes, but there's sometimes, you're not supposed to, like, I wouldn't like, I don't want people to know. You can't tell people. I don't like when you tell people that. But you told the whole, like, whole, half of Miami Day knew I was a behavior analyst, thanks to Santi. <laughs> I did not tell half of Miami Day College. Well, the word spread. <laughs> I think you were wearing, uh, I think you had signs, you posted on Facebook, on Instagram. <laughs> I have no Memos. social media uh, <laughs> platforms whatsoever. That's what I thought, but then I saw those. Everybody knew. And then what was another time? Another time you tried to fire me because, oh, another time you tried to fire me because um, he had an assignment to do. What was the assignment? I don't remember. No, I think it was it an assignment or you had to study for a big test. Which for which class? For because you hated those two classes, editing and production. No, I didn't hate production. You didn't hate production? No, I enjoyed it. Are you sure? Wow, yeah. not a lot of this people who are interested in film. Yeah, that's shocking. But now there's a, the thing was like I was upset that I didn't pass the the final exam. Oh, uh, I okay. Got a Sixty on it, and I, I hated it. I was very disappointed. But that's the end. Let's talk about. Well, the first time I During. took the test, I got a 78, or like a final, whatever. Yeah, but during, oh, I, you, you, you kind of fooled me, because during, you didn't like production. You didn't like to do, yeah, and then editing, you hated editing. So anything that had to do with editing, you always try to fire me. <laughs> anything with editing, you know, Santi, you have to do this. Fired! 
And then a, you know what? Don't come back. You remember those? <laughs> you want to give us a, you want to want to model one of those for us? <laughs> Mod- what? You want to uh, give us an example? I can't remember. It's been two years. <laughs> How can I remember every word? I sh- well, I can't exactly remember every word. Okay. Every- Fair. All I know is I did try to fire you a couple of times. Yes, you did. Too many times. Yeah. I lost count. I'm like... <laughs> you lost count, yeah. Yes, you did. I wish I could do it all over again. You want to go all over again? Yeah. You're fired. He thinks he's Donald Trump. This guy was like, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired all the time. You're fired, you're and fired. And he thinks he's Bernie Mac, America. <laughs> RIP to the greatest. <laughs> That's another thing. Because I just said stand-up comedy, right? Mm-hmm. That's something you and I have, like in common or something we got a common interest in stand-up comedy yes we do you in particular you are a big fan of bernie mac yes i am i mean bernie mac was the goat he was really good but i don't know if i could put him in the goat category why not i love him he's is he my favorite Mm -hmm. yes he's my favorite but i know he's the goat goat because you know jerry seinfeld is no we have um dave chappelle we have um we have um who is the George Lopez is really good. We have um Eddie Murphy has two classic stand-ups. Ron Delirious. Yes, like you know, and who else? We have um uh Dave Chappelle. Did I say Chappelle? I said Chappelle. Right? Cat Williams. Cat Williams. Cat, he and I are like have become. He introduced me to Cat Williams, and uh. And I, I think, regret it. Why? <laughs> why? Because I know I can rehearse. I can. I can, I can, uh... Because some of those jokes you're not supposed to be saying out. I can re, I can reiterate any one of, every one of his jokes from his specials is seven specials, like, word for word. Yes. I remember them heart, by heart. That's true. Well, and who's your favorite? The one that wears the black shirt and the blue jeans? George Carlin? George Carlin. He wasn't exactly my favorite. I mean, all-time favorite. I think Cat Williams is now. Oh my gosh, and how can we forget the late, great, uh... Richard Pryor? Richard Pryor too, but the late great Robin Williams. Robin Williams, right? Yes. And you and I always had these like uh, discussions about Robin Williams. Yes, we did. And what were they about? Like, uh, um, how he'll always be known for doing kitty stuff. No, like the question, the thing was I always told you was that like Robin Williams is. Um, I don't think he gets the the due um, pro- like acclamation. Like he was really, really good like i felt like people don't really give him the deserve um like, uh, recognition yeah recognition for what for being for what he did because he could he could play many roles and he was gifted he, he like he was able to do stand-up he was able to to do um movies and his movies like he did kitty movies he did serious movies he did act- movies that bombed so did. badly they'll never be remembered but he has movies that would that you can never forget. He has movies that people are doing over, like Jumanji. Yeah, and that Jumanji is not even as good as the one that he did. Or Aladdin. Or Aladdin. Or Mrs. Doubtfire. Or, or Flubber. Fl- I was about to say Flubber. Popeye. No, of cu- yeah, of course, Popeye. You understand? Like, he's... He has some really classic movies. And uh, very classic moments, very classic uh, lines from his stand-up. And nobody credits like how great of a stand-up there it is the credit. Was because That's what I was looking for. he never wrote anything, any material. He just improvised everything. He was like one of the masters of improv. Yes, he was master of improv. He could like do it at a rapid fire del- del- delivery, yes. rapid fire delivery, and uh, just off the top of his head, nobody could even keep up with what he's saying. 
Yeah, he what he's good. Th- how he just like he doesn't even think. He just first thing that comes to that some first thing somebody says any random thing, uh-huh. uh, he could just turn it into something funny. Yeah, he was really good. Like, no, no, but I think the credit, the recognition. I don't think he really like people haven't like realized how great of a entertainer he was. And uh, the same thing like goes for like um. Well, let, let's say this: the most uh, the comedian, like best comedian right now, who can re- who can relate to times is Dave Chappelle. Yes, because we do like Dave Chappelle. But if you're talking about numbers, the best one is if you're talking about numbers. George Carlin. No, if you're talking about numbers, who's doing the best numbers right now? Uh, I know you don't think he's funny. I know you don't like him. They're smart. He's short. He's smart, right? He's short. Cat Williams? No. Who's doing the numbers now? You don't like him. He was in Jumanji. He's short. Kevin Hart. (laughs) Yes. One of the hardest working persons in Hollywood. But he's doing the numbers now. He's selling out stadiums and stuff like that. And He has world tours. It irritates me. I know it does. And what it only I only enjoy watching him when he's doing the scary movie spoofs. (laughs) <laughs> I just realized he was in Scary Movie 3. Yes. That was his was. first movie role. Are you serious? Yeah. He was 24. You remember the one I with Charlie was, Sheen? I thought it was, um... Superhero movie? year old version? He wasn't in the... Oh, yeah. It was in the 40-year-old version. No, yeah. no, no. That wasn't... Uh, uh, Scary Movie 3, he had a big role. Big role. But he was in 40-year... Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. But he had a bigger role in Scary Movie 3. Okay. And 4. And Superhero Movie. Mm-hmm. That I enjoy. Yeah. Oh, the Wayans brothers. Love them. Sean and Marlon. And the whole brothers. way. We're brothers. We're, we're brothers. brothers. We're happy and we're colored. <laughs> Give me a high <laughs> five. <laughs> that was a classic. And the uh, can't leave out John Witherspoon. Of course, love. Pops. Love. Yeah, pops. pops. And the Boondocks. So love God pops, rest him. And Pops you can't the forget. There'll never be another Friday because of Pops. I don't care. I can do a great impression. Like every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, <laughs> in the goddamn refrigerator, <laughs> eating all the food, all the chicken, all the pig feet, damn my dinner, my mashed potatoes, the good old gravy I like. That's not that big in. Eat all that up. You know, drink up all the milk. You don't care what kind of milk it is. Two percent, three percent. Oat milk, buttermilk, patent milk, and a carrot. I do it. What's wrong with you? I'm high on my grape. You don't eat all my grape. I don't remember. I mean, I, if I can't remember, it was just so hilarious. Friday, 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 boy. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday, that's your thing, man. It's one of your things. Me? Yeah, Friday. Not really. Chris Tucker does not. Chris Tucker was in the first one. And he didn't do the rest because he didn't get paid. Because he was getting what, twenty mil for each rush hour. Yeah, <laughs> you understand the words coming out of my mouth. <gasps> rush hours are classic. You, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> no, you, you, you. I, I, I just like it when he he always has a hard time like when he with Asian names. Yes, and uh, I just like we that's we always usually talk about that. Yeah, sometimes he gets bored of it. Who? You. No, I get bored because he repeats the same scene over and over and over it's classic. and over and you over, haven't and over, over and over and over, and over, and over again. And over. See how you're getting annoyed now? 
that's me because he keeps doing it over and over. You never never hear me repeat a line from any Adam Sandler movie. Sandler's Sandler's one of your boys. Yeah, yeah, because you're not, I don't know, you're not a fan of. He wasn't a fan of Mike Myers until. Until. I told you. Until <laughs> the, the super freaking hilarious Austin Powers franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and did you know that um, Dr. Evil was based on Lord Michaels, creator <laughs> of Saturday Night Live? Yes. You knew? No, I didn't. Well, yeah, he was. And I don't even know why. How does and James Bond too was the influence? Yeah, of course. Yeah, James Bond, obviously. Okay. They're classics, and the sexual innuendo jokes will never get old. <laughs> Neither will Mini Me. Mini Me. Mini Me is classic. Exactly. Can he, can. You and I, we always talk about this stuff. Yes, we do. And this is how what we've become in two years. Yes. In two years, we've become like an unbreakable. Well, I wouldn't say it's an unbreakable <laughs> friendship. <laughs> I mean, it's a friendship, but it's not one that'll last a lifetime. <laughs> I've already got one that's lasted for 14 years. Still going on. They meant to that. And it's in Atlanta. Okay. And also, but, but this guy, he's like a... He's, he's become somewhat... Uh, over the past two years, he's now become a friend of my family. He's become a family friend. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, what have you done? Like, what is it that my parents like about you? Um, that's a great question. I don't know that. I don't know why. Well, what do you like about my parents? They're super nice. They're great people. Um, my mom can cook. Well, that's yeah. Your mom can cook too. Your mom can cook really, really, really good. And you wish I could do the same thing. That you can cook? Yeah. Mm, not really. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just gotten the frozen TV dinners when I had the chance. <laughs> well, your mom's here. Your mom cooks. Yeah, of course she can. Yeah, she does. She's the best at what she does. Okay, that's true. And uh, I think like uh, you are somehow inside. You are saying, "Damn, he's got such a great family. What a he's so freaking." I want to tell. I want to. This is another thing that we always talk about. He always says that I'm spoiled. I think by now everybody knows that you're spoiled, right, audience? Uh, <laughs> audience can't uh, reply back. <laughs> well, not through this, but anyway, I'm pretty sure. Well, you say I'm spoiled every time. Not every time. Yes, every time. Not every time. You're saying like I'm blessed to have a house like this. Yeah, you're blessed. You're super blessed. And this, you know what's so funny is that I think you're too blessed. Like, you're so blessed that you don't realize. Why, yeah. that my dad is a doctor and that he gets paid very big? <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your, you have a family structure. I got two cars outside. <laughs> no. I'm living under a roof with, good air, with air conditioning that works, hot water. A mom who can cook really well. And that's nice and love, loving. A uh, housemaid who we've had for 21 years, who always does my laundry, makes my bed. You can't forget about my... Tita and Grandpa you have down the street. Yeah, my grandparents from across the street. Yeah, you have the light. And are you jealous of it? Yes, I am. Oh, really? How was your life? How was your lifestyle growing up? Not as good as this. Why? 
You didn't live in the slums, did you? Let me guess. Harlem? <laughs> yep, I lived in Harlem. Get out of here. Yep. When? <laughs> I'm joking. No, I didn't live in Harlem. This is another thing. I always like uh, poke fun at him. Uh, racial humor. Racial humor? Yeah, like it was the, the 60s and he was Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, you know, at that time, the Rat Pack, they were usually doing jokes, racial jokes, which I'm pretty sure today are like extremely offensive but today in the 60s you can get away with it today's in the 60s no in the 60s okay you could get away with it but not today no i think you can get away with more today than back in the 60s yeah if you had if you were rich no if you stand up like that's what mostly stands about no every stand comedian is getting canceled now because of the whole movement that's going on now me Too uh, movement, that was three years, four years ago. No, it's not the Me Too movement. There's a movement that's going on currently that's... What is it? Um, A very sensitive movement that's going on. I don't want to talk about it, but like, um, anyway, so... So yeah, let's see. You're, let's see. Not Harlem, somewhere in New York. Then not you lived New in York. Why would San you San Diego. I know you lived in San Diego. You were born in San Diego. No, I wasn't. You lived in San Diego. No, I didn't. Stop denying this. You know, you no, told me this before. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway. How you grew up. So. I want to know how you grew up. I grew up um, very lovely. Um, I enjoyed my life. Um, it was great. I ate well. I played well. I studied well. Um, I. Could you be specific? Where? <laughs> I don't want to be specific. Why That's not? That's my thing. Um. I know you... Wait, 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 wait. We could talk about you. You could tell us about Not you. me! Yeah, this is... It's, it's You're is my so, guest. I know. I I am your guest. And I, like I feel to like talk there's, about you. There's... All right, but I don't like to be specific about me. Why not? Because I, I don't. I, you know, like... um. But you want to tell anybody that uh, your aunt used to take you what? gambling? What are you talking about? I don't know what Santi is talking about. I think we should. You used um, to go cut see fights. No one never used to see fights. Yes, you did. Nope. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. He's looking at me. <laughs> I so, know. He anyway. knows that he lived like this. You know, I don't know. What is it that. Uh, you are. Okay, how about your family then? Oh, my family. My family's great. My family's doing, doing very, very, very. You got two uncles from Jamaica? No, I have more than two uncles. But but you got some Jamaican blood in you. Do I have Jamaican? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And uh, what? What are you? What's your entire blood heritage or whatever besides Jamaican? Um, Jamaican and Jamaican. Dyer is a Jamaican last name. He actually, I really don't know. That's a good question. I should ask my grand, my great grandparents about that. Did you get that name because of the Led Zeppelin song "Dire Maker"? <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's funny. I don't know. Or they they get that song off of my last name. Oh come on! <laughs> well, it just makes no sense. I mean, like you have a very close relationship with one of your, your uncle Jason. Yes, I do. And uh, he was like. Uh, was he one of the ones that you grew up with uh, watching uh, Sanford and Son and the Jeffersons and uh, Good Times? Yes, yes, that's true. That's and, true. And, like, uh, you were always, like, which one of was the one that uh, was a huge stand-up comedy fanatic and he would watch Death Comedy Jam with you? 
That was like all of my uncles, like three of my uncles. Three of them. Yeah. All three. Yep. And you did it uh, growing up uh, somewhere in America. Yep, somewhere in America. <sighs> Matt, you are so <laughs> secretive. Not secretive. Why? What is with you? A little secretive. I'm protective. <laughs> It's like that nobody's out there to kill you. Nobody's going to kill you when they listen to this. I never said that. I'm just like, you know, I just... You like to pull my leg. No, I'm not pulling my legs. I like to pinch a little, you know, I might poke, but, you know, I don't want to pull your leg. Well, then what do you want to do? You Should should we get all hot and heavy now? No, we should not. I don't know what he means by hot and heavy. Oh, it's because we're drinking coffee. That's why. Well, actually, no. It's because this is an audio-only podcast. And this is not... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and we could do so many things. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, things beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> no, um, this is not that type of podcast. Um, <laughs> but maybe we can make it that type of podcast. <laughs> so I think he needs a different guest. <laughs> <laughs> Who would that be? I don't know. Um, you know what you remind me of? You remind me of Howard Stern. <laughs> you want to get Howard Stern off running? Uh, no, he would cost way too much to get on this show. You're right about that. Hmm. It would have to be somebody so, so, somebody so big, so heavy set, so, um, I don't know, that, uh, they'll just crush you. <laughs> crush you. <laughs> okay. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, indeed. That's okay. what I'd say. That's what you say? Alright. Yeah. Ouch! Ouch. <laughs> Okay, so, um, hmm, yes, what's next on your agenda? What else uh, do you want to ask me? Now we are going to take off our clothes and mud wrestle, but we need mud, yeah, or we could just do it in the bathtub, you know, with bu- bubble wrestle, bubble wrestle, yeah, bubble bath, but we need bubbles, okay. Um, then how about uh, in uh, one of my parents' cars, we just need motor oil. How did this? Conversation straight. <laughs> Remember scary movies uh, one and two? Uh, Sean Wayans played that character Ray, and he was always giving off these hints as if he were gay. That he was gay, yeah. Yeah, and the first movie it was like a crazy twist that he went, "What? No, I ain't gay." <laughs> yeah. What? But come on, man! He took me to that club. Well, he got good music. <laughs> well, what about our trip to San Francisco? <laughs> I want to go shopping. But. You made love to me. Now, first of all, it was you who started sucking my... <laughs> and there was another funny part of that movie where it was like, the, like recreating Scream when Billy and Stu were stabbing each other. Ray and Bobby were stabbing each other. Ray was like, no! TV shows... No, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, it was uh, watching TV shows does not create psycho killers. Cancel the TV shows does! The Wyatt's Brothers was a great ass show! It was such a great show! And we didn't even get a final episode! Uh, because the, the Wayne's Brothers did get cancelled. Can't believe it. That, was, can't that be- was a really, really good show. I love that show. It was a great show, and they did not even get a final episode. That's crazy. Ugh. That has to be more to that story. I think they probably asked for too much money. And there was another a funny scene in Scary Movie 2 where, yeah. uh, remember the scene in Poltergeist where the clown, you know, the clown doll uh, attacks the kid mm-hmm. and pulls him under the bed in Poltergeist. In Scary Movie 2, they spoofed that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, apparently it was the other way around. Ray, uh, the <laughs> with the doll, 
the doll was like, oh, ah! and I was like, oh god, and then like, and there was another thing you could see, you could see coming from the bed, Ray's uh, <laughs> yes. ding, ding, dingling a ding. Yes, you're right. Yeah, like a little cart. It was like a like it was Elasta, Mister Stretch's arms, around the doll's neck. It was like, oh my god. <laughs> And another funny part, uh, Scary Movie 2, Shorty, played by Marlon Wayans, mm. he gets attacked by a giant pot monster because it was spoofing Little Shop of Horrors. You're right. And then the pot monster wrapped up uh, Shorty in his bed sheets and then uh, lit his scalp on fire and then he was like smoking him. And then Shorty was like, don't rescue me yet! high as a BMF. And it was like, Tope, 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 take it to the head, take it to the head. <laughs> and then, like, uh, Danny, Ma Christopher Masterson in the movie, he's, like, traded, like, a like a deal, you know, like, to give Shorty, like, put the Shorty down. We got Funyuns and Cheetos. <laughs> okay, now, oh, now do you regret telling me about Scary Movie? <laughs> no. Because I can remember it now. You can remember it now. You didn't. You actually saw it. So yes, that's all good. four of them. How many times did you see each one? Uh, just once. Just once. Okay. And, uh, yeah, for some reason I can remember them all. And uh, let's see. You know something? You always keep telling me, watch this, watch this, or I won't watch that because, like, I'm telling you, I tell you to watch something, and like you said, you'll do it only if I watch something. Yes. And what you always want me to watch is it has to be one of your all-time favorites. Boy Meets World. Love that show. All four seasons. Love that show. It was just like a white version of the Cosby show. And Growing Pains. Yeah, I forgot. Leo and Alan Thicke and Cameron. That was a really Kirk good show. Cameron. Very yeah, good. but which is like, a, you know, it was the one that taught family values first. I think it was the Cosby show. Yes, it was the Cosby show. Because Bill Cosby. That was one of the greatest shows, or probably the greatest show. Like well, family show ever. It's now hard to uh, to accept it because of Bill Cosby's reputation being stained. That's the thing, but you got to remember, like the show, that's not real life, so that's the all acting. So the acting was incredible. The um, the themes, um, the ambience, everything of the show, and especially at the times of how it portrays, how it shifted um, the outlook of culture, basically of different cultures. And like you, always, you always had to, we always had this talk. Like Bill Cosby is the godfather of modern comedy. Yes, he is. Even though you might not like him, but like what he did, that he did. It's funny because you know the, the irony of it is that people there are people who do really good things or great things, but they're horrible individuals. Exactly. Bill Cosby has like uh, started a foundation that uh, helps that gives education to. Uh, african-american people across the country that's one thing about him like cosby was very big on like changing the outlook the views on the black culture so like he was very he was a prominent figure in that like even other um comedians have said that that like cosby was always like why do you curse why do you say that you make us look very outlandish and stuff like that and yeah he never much. cursed never did any inappropriate gestures never did he drink alcohol? We don't know if he never he never did inappropriate gestures on stage, but you know, we lately we found out that he did inappropriate gestures after. You know, that's why he got caught. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I mean, he would always, like, here's the thing, whenever Cosby did the Cosby show, like, on a Thursday, for one hour, he would teach Asian models comedy lessons. Yeah. I wonder how that ever happened. Like, it was, if he ever approached an Asian model in a strip club on the streets, he would always go, uh, Can I, let me just bring you a to my apartment studio? And I'm gonna give you some chocolate pudding with it's not a quailu, but it brings such flavor. And when you eat it, you're gonna go not not. And when you naughty not, then I am going to milk your go. You're gonna be. Such a fun, damn, most damn funny Chinese or Korean or Japanese or Taiwanese funny woman whose face you'll ever sit on for 40 minutes. Yes. Oh, damn. oh man. I don't think anybody can do a great Cosby impression. No, there's one person who does a great Cosby impression. You? Let me no, hear your Cosby not me, impression. Not me. Could you do a Cosby impression? No, I can't. Why not? Because I can't. I don't know how to do one. Eddie Murphy? It. He does a great one. Well, it's a, it's a little bit, a little high, and uh, it kind of doesn't have that old age uh, tweak in it. <laughs> because Cosby's like in his seven, he's, he's 83, and I'm pretty sure. Now he talks like this, and like... I am having a time of my life behind bars. I am me making new good friends in the showers. And when it's night time in our cell, we give ourselves the, the pill in the people's chocolate. And we are going home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's him, Cosby. But Cosby, Cosby, that then, what did he do? Okay, fine. I'll admit it. He made hit comedy albums that you could spin on vinyl. And uh, he had, he was Mr. Uptown Saturday Night. He went to, like, some of the hottest boxing matches, like, and wearing his, like, uh, pimp bling and stuff. Yes. Because he was getting mega freaking rich. Yes. And when the Cosby show came... It just made America love him. Of course. Yes. That was a really, really... And not only that, um... But look what he was doing on the side. On the side for 50... No, 45 years. To 60 women. Drugging the... Uh, saying he's gonna make them an offer they can't refuse. And then he drugs them with quaaludes. Then he rapes them. And then later after that, they can't remember what happened. Well, okay, maybe they they will because Cosby will tell them when they wake up. And then he says, not to tell anyone about this or that. Well, you're over. But then you, you told me that they knew or whatever. I just, don't know what I said. And they <laughs> kept it They kept it secret. Uh, well, uh, I just wanted to know what you said. What else did you say Cosby did? Um, I don't know. I just, I just like, look, Cosby did horrible things and... He was just a good entertainer, and that's it. As a person, I don't, I never cared for him as a person because you never know who's behind the mask because everything, everybody's wearing a mask when they entertain. So that's just how, that's the business. 
If you ask me, it's who's behind the chocolate pudding. Okay, you can say that if you want. But yeah, so it's like it goes goes that goes to everybody. That relates to everybody. So you never know who these people really are. No, you know. And Hollywood is the closest thing to hell. So and that's where I want to go to Hollywood. <laughs> that's I want to be a filmmaker. Yes, that's true. I'm a screenwriter. I'm writing scripts now. That's good. And uh, I'm hoping that my friend, who family friend who's got contacts in the business, that she'll show them to the, somebody, a guy who knows somebody at Netflix, mm-hmm. and that he'll consider greenlighting the project. It's still our project. Just to let you know, the show that I was always talking about, the anthology show, Mixture of the Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt, is our I- was our idea. Okay. Yes, it you was. remember, it was our idea. Yes, it was. And uh, I haven't seen you in a long time, and I've been writing the scripts myself. Okay. And so far, I think we got some cha-ching, cha-ching. Some. We, got some <laughs> cha-ching. we got cha-ching, cha-ching. Okay, that's really good. Yeah, we got money in the bank. Yeah. Um, just gotta have faith. Yes, we do. And work hard. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, uh like, I just want to ask something really quick. Uh, like, uh, where do you think, uh, in the past two years that we've known each other, what do you think we've accomplished? <laughs> we both have accomplished, or you have accomplished both? You and me. So what we both have accomplished? Yeah. In the last two years? Yeah. Mm, we both have accomplished not killing each other. We have <laughs> both accomplished. We have both accomplished not falling for each other. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just a thought. <laughs> um, we both um, yeah. You have both managed not to be seen with a white chick. <laughs> um, just to let you know, he is. Molasses. Molasses. Um. <laughs> and you know, the first time I met you, I made a joke uh, when we, I was serving you coffee. I was making coffee and I was asking, like, uh, what kind of coffee do you, what do you take in your coffee? Or how do you take coffee? And I just said, don't say black or something. Yeah, you was very black. nervous about that, I remember. That was hilarious. It seems like you can tolerate, you can tolerate racial humor. Well, only not when it's taken to the extreme. That's true. That's different. It was humorous humor, but... Okay, I sometimes... Yes, I say the other derivatives of the N-word. Haven't I? Yeah. I guess so. I even say them behind your back. (laughs) Okay, alright. Well, only when I'm thinking of Cat Williams. Oh, I think of Cat Williams, okay. Yeah, but now I can't stop thinking about the word PM. Because of clerks. Two. Two, yes. Uh, it's P-O-R-C-H-M-O-N-K-E-Y. Yes. You spell it out and pronounce it for yourselves. I'm not going to say it out out loud because then I am going to get slaughtered for this or fined by the... Well, FCC can't fine me for this, can they? I mean, Um, this is Spotify. They only fine you when you start making money. Oh. Yes, when you start making money, that's when you Oh, that's right. I'm poor ass broke. So they can't find you. They can send you, they can lock you up. <laughs> you don't have any money. <laughs> but anyway, so I think two years. Oh yeah, we've actually become really, we've become really good friends. It looks like we depend on each other a lot. 
Okay. It seems like we cannot break this chain that we are bound to. So you are the Sidney Poitier to my Tony Curtis. <laughs> okay. The defiant ones. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I could say a lot of other racial references, but I'm not going to get into that because I seem to have bored the hell out of you right now. No, you haven't. You've already fallen into a coma, yet you can still talk. <laughs> I'm not in a coma. Now I'm having thoughts of what to do with your body. <laughs> oh, I know. I'll go find Michael's body and dig it up. And uh, I'm too old for him, so remember. You are too old for this doo-doo. <laughs> all right, Will Smith. Oh, I'm so sorry. Fresh Prince is also your thing. Yes. That's all you'll ever love Will Smith for. Um, and Independence Day. I like Independence Day, too. Men in Black. The first one. Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the third one, right? Neither have I. Yeah, but the first two ones are really good. Oh like man, we must do this again. Yes. Well, for you're sure. coming tomorrow. Yes. But this is a twice one. This is only like twice a week or some stuff. Yes. It um, is. And I'm gonna start charging a fee. So um. I just slapped him. <laughs> I just slapped, hit his back. <laughs> so anyway, it was it was great. I think we took enough. Of their time. Thanks oh, don't for worry. So far. The last one, I the last one I took it. I took enough of the time was an hour and five minutes. It was. Yeah. Who did? You, who was the guest? Uh, Darren, who you met at my party. Okay, that was pretty cool. The Jewish guy who's gonna be a lawyer. Okay. I'm not saying that because it's stereotypical. He really is Jewish. His last name is Rosenthal, and he's becoming a lawyer. He's starting to be a lawyer at Barry University. Okay, that's pretty cool. Well, all right. Just okay. So. Uh, well, you're going to die now, because I'm going to kill you after this right now. Okay, so this is my farewell, guys. Um, please use this as evidence, police officers. Remember, he admitted it on over the mic. That's a genius move. Genius yes, move. I'm going to put, I'm going to put a, I'm going to cap him with a Glock and say that he was uh, burglarizing my house. Thank you for, you. so guys, you heard this. <laughs> so use this in the evidence room. I just want to say, ha. Huh? Enjoy your stay because you can be in prison for life. <laughs> well, at least I can always have Michael's ghosts accompany me. That's true. You can have that if you want that. But all right. <laughs> That's cool. So have a great day, guys. So, yeah, this has been episode 19 of Doc and Son with my guest, my friend Derek Dyer. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you and goodbye.